I'm Ana Maria Alessi, and I'm here today with Kim Gordon, author of Girl in a Band. Kim, thank you very much for staying down with us. Hi, thanks for having me. You say in the book that you always knew that you wanted to be an artist. When did you know that you wanted to write this book? Three years ago or so, when when um, my marriage fell apart, um, I had this idea I wanted to write like a pulp noir <laughs> book. <laughs> Actually, one idea was to make some kind of art book. Mm-hmm. I just, I like to write. Sometimes I can only, I only know what I'm thinking when I start writing. And it was a very introspective time in my life to examine what went wrong and, you know, and made me think about my childhood and all kinds of things. Like I would never really have thought of writing a memoir at this point in my life. But people started asking me about it and so it just seemed like, something I should do. I found it to be a beautiful love story for New York, for your marriage, for your career. I, I, I enjoyed it very much. I remember you said that when you first published one of, one of your early essays called Trash, Drugs, and Male Bonding, you said that it gave you a forward wave of momentum, noise, and motion. Do you have expectations for anything that's about to happen when you publish this memoir? I mean, not in any real sense. <laughs> so really, even when you close your eyes, I don't eyes, know. Like you, you know, what it was all really pretty abstract to me. I didn't. If I'd really thought it through, I probably wouldn't have done it. I mean, I tend to maybe downplay more things that I do than promote them. So um, it was. It's like doing a book on uh, for Harper Collins is is like doing a record for a major label. You know, suddenly there's kind of this machine there and. And um, which I hadn't really thought about. Um, so I don't know. My, you know, I guess I have some weird idea that oh, maybe I'll see it in airports, bookstores, or something. You will. You will definitely see it in bookstores. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure about airports, but definitely in bookstores. And you, you did not work with a ghostwriter, correct? No. I mean, I uh, a friend of mine who's a writer um, helped me um, in shaping the book. Yeah, that was one of my questions. Who were who were some of your early readers? Because every mm-hmm. every writer has them. Uh, my friend Peter Smith, who was an early reader, and to some extent, um, a good friend of mine who's a poet, Elaine Kahn, who's edited short pieces that I, that I did in the past. And I would periodically send some things to um, this friend of mine, John Worcester, who's a musician who reads tons of memoirs and. And did you, did you read any of the rock histories, that the, the memoirs that have been published successfully or not? No, I didn't read any. Um, I purposely didn't want to feel self-conscious about, you know, I mean, I've read them in the past, but I just didn't want to feel self-conscious about what kind of book it should be. And how, how did you select the photos, which, which I enjoyed so much, I, 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 want, I found myself wanting more and more? There were photos that I liked, you know, things, from, pictures from my childhood I really liked. And then other ones were ones I saw on Twitter that would show up that fans took. And it's difficult because I have so many photos. But when you have to find, give photo credit and find the person yeah. and get releases, and it's, it's a lot harder. Down. Now I know why more people don't have uh, 
it just more photos right in their now. books. Yeah. And, and, and what about the cover? Were you involved in the cover creation? Yeah. Um, originally, I um, wanted it to be a different picture, and which just didn't seem to be working. So that one came up, and I really liked that one um, in the, the subway. What's the setting? It's in the New York subway. Uh, oh, that, um, yeah. And, and what year? I think it's 1980 or 81. We're... I think we were doing a shoot around the time Goo came out. We were uptown doing photos around Central Park, and uh, I remember posing against one of the tees at the Trump Tower, mm. those big bronze tees. And oh, ironic, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a picture of that. Joni Mitchell says that she sings her sadness and paints her joy. Do you release different emotions with the different mediums that you work in? between the painting and, and your songwriting and your singing and and now this book? Um, well, for me, music is much more of an emotional um, release or form of expression. For me, art's a much more kind of intellectual pursuit. I don't think of it as emotional at all. Hmm. I like the book because while you were very revealing, you were very understated. And, and, and sort of very calm. It was a very mm-hmm. calm progression through your life. And I found what I really liked the most was was the discussion about your family and, and mm-hmm. to learn about your great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. And remind me, her profession was, was selling patterns across the... Yeah, yeah, she sold patterns up and down the coast. And then, and then your grandmother, a single mother with the five kids, it was a great lead-in to your contemporary life. And I was particularly um, taken with how you spoke about your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, do you care to talk a little bit more about the influence that he's had on you and your work? Well, you know, he influenced me as an older brother in the sense of um, I wanted to read what he was reading, even though I probably didn't understand most of it <laughs> or listen to the same records. And um, and also in, in that he was very critical of me, which sort of reinforced uh, a certain dynamic about my relationships with men and more recently I was thinking about because I had such a kind of bad relationship with him that in a way I'm always sort of seeking out brother type relationships with the men that I know and and maybe that's even why I like playing music you know looking for that sort of more positive kind of brother sister relationship or something Mm -hmm. and is he still in California yes and do you see him frequently or not? I see him two or three times a year when I go out there. Yeah. I think a lot more has been written about the parent-child relationship in that sense than the siblings. And I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a mentally ill brother, and I think it's, mm-hmm. it's hugely influential. Now people are more aware of what happens to the other child in the family. Right. And there are books about that. And, um, but, yeah, it's difficult because it's kind of somebody who isn't – the person you used to know, but they're still alive. Yeah. They're not dead, but right. it's just very difficult to, um, right. I don't know, Just it's just a very inconcluded uh, right. relationship. So speaking of family, I find myself asking this to almost anybody I'm sitting down with that, that is a parent and, and asking them to think about how their life and their work 
has influenced their parenting style, you know, positively or negatively. So what, how, how would you respond to that? In the end, you just do the best you could do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what nearly every person says. I want to tell you. You know, you know. I think in the beginning them. you start out, you know, or I start out very, you know, you're idealistic and you really try and, I mean, everyone, you know, wants to give their child as much as they can. And one of the best things you could give them is the acknowledge from your experience of living. That's the last thing in the world any kids want to hear. I found, actually, in the end, the best way to be a parent was to role model, actually. And that's something that gets through to kids more than talking to them. Right. And when they know that you mean business in that way, they, they pick it up, don't yeah. they? Yeah. All right. Now, I want to ask you a few questions as a reader. What was the last book that you spoke about, and, and what did you say about it? There's a book I'm actually finishing reading now is called The Argonauts by Maggie Nelson. She's um, a writer who is a critical art writer, but she also writes very lyrical books, and this is sort of a love story um, about her and a woman whose name is Harry who dresses, I'd say, I guess, butch, but doesn't identify that way, and it's sort of breaking down and talking about labels within the gender community but also like it's an incredibly lyrical love story at the same time it's really interesting has writing the book changed the way that you read um no <laughs> yeah and 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 overall what are the types of stuff that you like, well maybe on? it does i mean i don't know maybe i'm more i've read her other books Maybe this one, I'm definitely more aware of the writing right. and how hard it is to write, and I definitely have much more appreciation. Yeah, I mean, you'll have more appreciation for an audio book too, right? If you ever should you ever <laughs> yes. listen to one? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, um, what are your desert island books? If I if you were to take two or three? Oh man, I'm always bad at these sort of questions. Um, well. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'd take books I'd already read. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's a good answer. Um, I'm not much for rereading books. So would you take? Well, just let's just do this. Would you take? Would you take a narrative book? Would you take an art book? Would you take a picture mm -hmm. book? Maybe I'd take some like a uh, book on an artist that I like, um, like Eve Klein or um, um, or Marcel Duchamp. Um, somebody who's really hard to figure out, and it would take me a really long time to get through the book. And then I might take um, some self-help book, <laughs> how, to how to Survive on a Desert Island. How to Survive Solitude. Okay, that's smart. <laughs> this is a strange question, but do you remember a particular picture book that you shared with Coco? Because I think everyone has it, that you shared with Coco that you that you just are so fond of and that's sort of the one that you guys have? Huh. Well, I remember, um, I mean, when I was little, there was this book called The Lonely Doll that, um, I don't know if you're familiar with I it. I don't know that. Oh. It sounds sad. I The name of the author escapes me. We'll look it up. Um, but this, this book haunted me. These images, it was a bear and a doll, and... Um, 
she would be like always getting into trouble. She was an orphan that the, somehow was taken in by this father bear and the little bear. <laughs> and she was getting into trouble like um, they were in this Upper East Side apartment. I guess that was their apartment. And she was getting into the jewelry of the person who lived there or something. Or the father bear came home and she was like wearing all these pearls and it just somehow, it was kind of creepy when I found it and re-read it to uh, Coco, because it was uh, the message wasn't so good. It was right. a little dark, <laughs> but the images, those are my first images of New York and the Upper East Side, and um, I've met several women who were also sort of haunted by this book. Oh, how that, interesting! Yeah. I think Cindy Sherman and wow. this other good friend of mine, Julie Kafritz. Um, there was actually an article written about the author because there was a book that came out about her. I want to say Dara Wright. <laughs> and this, and it's so interesting that it's a book that that you've spoken about, and that others have said, mm. "Oh yeah, that book. I remember that book, and it had this, you know, effect on me." Yeah, I think someone wrote an article about all the these women who had. Oh been affected by that book. Oh, interesting. And if you had to recommend a book, let's say to a 16-year-old, I'm going to describe my daughter, a 16-year-old girl who's who's interested in art and music and theater and and just, mm-hmm. you know, just about to step step into it all. Mm-hmm. Do you have one that that you think is effective and wonderful? Um, I think there's one called The Banquet Years. Um, that talks about artists from different mediums, like I think Eric Satie. Um, I forget who else. That sounds good. So it it brings up different artists of musicians and artists mm-hmm. and different things. Yeah, talks about their path. I think there's also a book Colin Wilson wrote called The Outsider. It talks about people who have um. They're geniuses in different way. Like Nijinsky's genius was in his body, right? And another one was his genius was in his emotions, and another in his mind. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Thank you. So again, thank you so much for recording. Thank you for sitting with us. And, thank you. Um, I'm sure the book is going to be a huge success. I hope so. All right. Thank you.